Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel. Working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Hello and welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. I'm Martin Webster, the Workforce Development Manager in the People Group. And today we're going to be talking about apprenticeships. I'm joined by Graham and Jamelia from the Learning and Skills team, who I'll ask some questions to, and they're going to introduce themselves. So, Graham. Yeah, hi, my name is Graham Curry. I'm the Apprenticeship Manager for Dalton Borough Council. Thanks very much, Graham. And Jamelia. I'm Jamelia, and I'm an advisor for Learning and Skills. Fantastic. So, like I say, we're going to ask Graham and Jamelia some questions, find out more about what happens in learning and skills, what happens with regards to apprenticeships across the board, and we'll put the podcast onto Darlington Extra and folks can listen to it from there. So, first question um, is hopefully a simple one, and it's to Graham. So, what is an apprenticeship, Graham? Yeah, so an apprenticeship now, it's they have changed over the years. It's, it's basically it's specific to a, a job role such as business administration, team leading. And, and what that'll do is it'll involve a period of on-programme training. Now, the, the duration of the of the training, it can be anything from 12, 12 months to 30 months, depending on the apprenticeship area and the level. There is a off-the-job training element of the course, which must be completed during the apprentice's normal working week. And that's the equivalent of six hours per week. Now, the delivery model that can vary from across the apprenticeship provision, but it can include drop-in sessions with the tutor, the traditional day release, uh, half a day release with the other half day being given for self-study on a separate day that will meet the needs of the business. So it could be the same day, it could be a different day, whatever is best, and or monthly sessions as well. And at the end of that, the on-programme element, the apprentice must have completed specific tasks related to the apprenticeship. And that could um, include things such as um, proof of their English and math certificates, maybe as an associated qualification, project completion paperwork, and or portfolios of evidence demonstrating how they've they've developed the knowledge, skills and behaviours associated to that, that specific job role. Once all these are in place, they'll enter what's called the endpoint assessment phase which again varies across apprenticeships, but it could include a mix of things such as presentations, professional discussions, observation of practice, or online knowledge tests. And at the end of that, when it'll all conclude, the the um, the applicant will be given, or the candidate will be given, a pass, merit, or distinction grade. Brilliant. Um, so what types of apprenticeship are there available, and is there any entry criteria for them? Yeah, there's, I mean, across the board, there, there's hundreds of apprenticeships. Obviously, we don't deliver them all. But learning and skills, what we'll do is we offer over 20 apprenticeships. They can be found on our website, but and they're on various sectors, such as the care services, health and science, business administration, customer service, education, but that includes early years and teaching assistant, warehousing, carpentry and joinery, manufacturing engineering and just this month we always add and just this month we've added two hospitality apprenticeships and i'm also in talks to add a um, youth support worker apprenticeship as well that'll be live this month there is no upper age limit which is the beauty of apprenticeships but you you must be aged 16 and have left school to be able to join apprenticeship the, the main requirement of the apprenticeship is that you're actually employed in a job role that's associated to, to that specific apprenticeship to ensure that the skills, knowledge and behaviours can be developed in the workplace. So what we would need is certified proof of English and maths, 
which for a level three apprenticeship or higher must be a GCSE grade C or four as a minimum or an equivalent level two English and Maths certificate. Level two apprenticeships would accept GCSE grades E or two as a minimum or an equivalent level one English or Maths certificate such as functional skills. Um, but there would be a an expectation for the apprentice to work towards functional skills level two if they, if they only had a grade E or two. It's free for the apprentice and obviously it might enhance their career prospects. Um, and if they don't have the English or Maths certificate, like myself when I did my level five management qualification with learning skills, I was offered to do the functional skills prior to starting the course. So I got them certificates in place and then you can progress on to the uh, start the apprenticeship. Sounds like a brilliant process, to be honest. And I guess that was what, going to be one of my questions around what happens if the um, the individual doesn't have that qualification to initially start. And to, to have that opportunity to do that beforehand, it just seems as though it's so supportive and progressive for that person. Yeah, when we do get people, obviously we offer apprenticeships for internal departments, but also external. And that's the beauty of it. Sometimes we'll get, if we get some applicants who apply for apprenticeships and they haven't got either, it could even be such things as their English or maths, but there again, sometimes it's the basic employability skills. So what we can do is depending on their age, we can signpost them to the adult learning department, whether if they're 19 plus, the adult education, or if they're 16 to 18, we can signpost them to our study programme. But either way, it's a way of, it's not a case of saying, no, you can't start an apprenticeship. It's more a case of saying, not yet. We need to take you away and get you some of the qualifications, build up some skills, and then come back to go into to join the apprenticeship with us. So it sounds as though it's all set up to support that person to succeed in an area that they want to be really kind of successful in it just seems as though you could there's starting points at lots of different levels depending on the needs of the individual rather than it being about kind of you have to fit into this box it's about that individual and where they are in their their life i guess yeah that's right and then what we also do is towards the end of the course if it's somebody who hasn't got a been given a full-time contract and he's still on the apprenticeship contract what we do is we start and look a couple of months before to find to identify are they happy in that job or they want to stay there is the employer going to keep the person on a full-time um, contract? And if they if they they are they're not sure, what we start and do is we've got an information advice and guidance session where we've got a careers mentor. She will have a chat with that young person and we'll look at CVs, letter writing, and look at other jobs, whether it be in the same sector or somewhere else, if if they want to move on to somewhere else. So it sounds as though there's always that kind of opportunity for them to either exit into the, the post that they're, that they're working in at that time or other options. It's not just kind of left at the end of the apprenticeship so that they get on with it themselves. There's a really supportive kind of wraparound around that person. Yeah, definitely. And, and we also, I mean, it may even be a case of someone's um, completes an apprenticeship and then goes into full-time employment. But what we all starting to look at is a bit like um, the, the, the talent pipeline that we've got. So it could be a case of saying, you know, you finish their level two apprenticeship, is there a level three, is there a level four? So we can start and move them up uh, through the through the apprenticeships. Excellent. And having that kind of um, that process, I know from from our team's perspective in workforce development across the the people group, where we do all sorts of support with yourselves really around apprenticeships. And we we work with different sectors around, say, for example, social work apprenticeships as well. And there's always that element of progression and destination for people so that we can support people to their next steps within their career. So it just sounds as though, again, apprenticeships are a, a brilliant option for people. What are the benefits of an apprenticeship for the employer and the apprentice? I think for, for the employer, it's basically showing a, a commitment that you are you, you're planning for the future. You're gonna you're gonna boost your staff loyalty, retention, the staff satisfaction and motivation. You'll have 
diversity across across the teams, whether it be like all the younger people as well, and a range of knowledge and experience. You could be introducing fresh talent and ideas into the business by recruiting new staff and even by upskilling existing members of staff. You can align the training because it is bespoke. You can align the training to your business needs. So yes, there are minimum apprenticeship standards, but we don't aim for the minimum. Some may say they want extra little bolt-ons, the units or even qualifications. We can do that and work with the, the organization to develop them. Um, and it'll improve the, the talent acquisition, fixing you know skill shortages by and training people your way. And what it will also do is introduce industry-leading skills and practices in your organisation for the employer. Apprentices themselves, they can benefit from receiving up-to-date training using new technology or systems. They will be meeting peers from other organisations, so um, to share ideas, they'll get a greater understanding of how other organisations within their apprenticeship area operate. Um, new apprentices, I mean, they're going to be paid at least the national minimum wage for their age, and they can progress onto full-time employment on completion of the course. But what we found is in most cases, because people have developed so well, then they've proved themselves, they'll have already been offered a full-time employment and a wage increase before the end of the course. And, and current staff, if they wish to upskill, like I did when uh, when I did my management qualification, you certainly won't see a reduction in your wage. You do, and I certainly feel valued by the commitment of Dartonborough Council to, to invest their time and, and money in me to um, to develop myself and, and get myself into this role as well. And, and learning skills, we are leading by example. We've got four staff who've completed various apprenticeships. And again, these can be level two, moving on to level three and then level four. We have one member of staff who's starting an apprenticeship this month, a team leader apprenticeship. And we've got an additional three staff who were working to, currently working towards apprenticeships one level five manager one team leader and one business admin one of which is jamelia who's obviously here today and she's going to describe her apprenticeship learning journey fantastic thanks graham and it just sounds really progressive and and that's really great to lead us on to a conversation with jamelia as well and we're really lucky to have jamelia with us today jamelia can you tell us a little bit about your apprenticeship journey yeah so i went into my apprenticeship after i got my a levels because i didn't really want to do like university i didn't want to go in that field or anything like that so i got mine when i was 18 i think in, in business admin i started out in housing all apprenticeships really especially when you're in the council you can just apply for anything whilst you're there it's well, I kind of viewed it like a like you get your foot in the door kind of a situation like you you kind of edge yourself in um, and I'd applied for quite a few job roles whilst doing that and then I um, got this one here at Learning and Skills and um, which happens to be the same provider as my apprenticeship as well and um, so like, I work with my tutors and things like that but it was very good and it was all very very supportive like there was like a bit of a delay in the coursework situation for, for my case and everyone was very very supportive like well we'll do this and we'll push this back and we'll rearrange it like this because um, they, they were all very it's all very like progression based about an apprenticeship in general it's like what well, well, what can we do to get you get the qualification and, and things like that so like I went through quite a lot of different things in housing when I was an apprentice originally and then obviously like I've taken the skills that I learned from that office into this office and there's like more pros to 
not being an apprentice anymore in in that sense like is you working full time and you've gotten real responsibilities um, and obviously you get like the wage that comes along with it it's not so much the apprentice one anymore so yeah I'm working towards the end of mine now I've probably got a few more months left like a month or a bit left on it um, so yeah it's, it's just it's going really really good I think it's definitely helped me like learn the skills and stuff because I'd never really worked or anything like that before I got my apprenticeship and now I've got like a full-time job alongside people who've done all types of things so I'm I'm learning lots of different things in that sense as well. And do you find that it's kind of um, I suppose open doors and you've had different experiences what kind of different experiences do you do you think you've had? Oh, like absolutely, 100%. I mean, like I was working in retail before um, when I'd had this and then like, because mine's a business admin apprenticeship. So office world is very, very, very different to like working in retail. And, and now I'm like, uh, for my project, we're arranging things for National Apprenticeship Week and things like that. And we've recent, Graham's recently just gotten the mayor involved for it. And we're meeting new meeting new types of people and going to open events. And you're just like, you're making connections you really wouldn't be making if you hadn't have gotten your first foot in the door and it seems like silly like an apprenticeship's gotten you this far but it actually it really actually does um and I think a lot of it it like builds up your confidence and stuff like that the more the more things you do and the more things you try and that's because of the apprenticeship I think and if there was um say a young person or a, an older person that was thinking is apprenticeship for me what would your advice be to them Oh, that it absolutely is. It's the best way to get into the workplace. It's the best way to get back into the workplace. It's because you you go in and you're completely new and people know that you're new and they, they don't treat you like you're new, but they treat you like, right, well, this is how we should do this. And this is we'll work together on this kind of a thing. Um, and then you can move from left to right to centre if you want, or you can stay. Uh, quite a lot of the people in my last office, they'd had apprenticeships. And they had their full-time jobs in the same department that they'd started out as an apprentice for so it's like if if you really want to work with the council or or like a specific business or something you see they've got an apprenticeship you should 100% like you just it, a lot of places will do it like that on purpose they'll get an apprentice for the intention of training them and molding them exactly how they want them to be to work like that and I think the other way around is really good as well because you'll start out somewhere and then you can get a real feel for the environment before you're like fully committed into like a full-time permanent waged job because you're working as an apprentice you're learning things and there's always the doors open and things like that so I'd, I'd definitely say if you're thinking as an apprentice for me the answer is just yes yes it is just for you it's amazing fantastic that sounds like just such a, a great first-hand endorsement of the whole process and I really appreciate you giving you time to to be able to tell us about that Jamelia thanks very much just before we finish Graham you mentioned the um the website how do pe- how would people kind of access what do they need to do in terms of uh, if they wanted to show an interest in an apprenticeship what what's the next steps for people yeah what they could do is obviously you could use a search engine and look for Dartonborough Council Learning and Skills and within there there'll be an apprenticeship section now what we do have we do have a vacancy section for external um, organizations there may be some internal adverts live as well which are on there that'll have a link that will take them to northeast jobs we, we wouldn't see them applicants they'll go off to that specific department um, if someone on the website obviously it'll tell you all about the the various apprenticeships the things i've spoken about their different entry requirements the the various skills knowledge and behaviors that will be developed the assessment methods when i mentioned about all the other ones there this will tell you exactly specifically what what's for, for that specific one if it's an observation exactly how how many hours that will be to complete if someone was unsure of 
an area that they wanted to, to to start an apprenticeship in, what they could do is go onto our website. There will be an online if they, if they pick any apprenticeship, really, at the bottom of the page, it will tell them this is how you'd apply. There's a, um, an applic- online application form on there. And they can do that. And what I will do is I can pass that on to, when I receive it, I pass it on to my staff. They will phone the, per- the relevant person for that specific area. They'll have a chat with them and just explain about an apprenticeship. If it was somebody within Daltonborough Council, by all means, they could contact me on graham.curry.dalton.gov.uk and I can have a chat with them as well about the apprenticeships or again, signpost them to the the relevant tutor so they can get an in-depth knowledge of of that specific area. Brilliant. That's great. So again, massive thanks to Graham and Jamelia for joining us today on the Darlington Extra podcast to tell us about apprenticeships in Darlington. Join us again for another podcast in the future and don't forget to like and subscribe. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Darlington Extra podcast on our Darlington Extra podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now.